You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. You are now about to witness the strength of fantasy knowledge. Fantasy Sports Radio Network, you are now tuned in to the speeds and spitting statistician on Fantasy Freestyle. Up next on that cypher, the mic. On the microphone, you know that I'm one of the best yet. Dane Martinez. You know what it is. It's your boy, Dane Martinez, a.k.a. Speeds, a.k.a. The Spitting Statistician. And you are listening live to the Fantasy Freestyle here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Of course, as always, I want to give a big shout out to all our sports byline affiliates around the country and with the American Forces Radio Network around the world. Giving you a little taste of home here to help you win your leagues and win that cash. As usual, I got my boy, Donnie Burns, with me on the ones and twos. So hot that we sweat steam. Also, we are joined by our man JP, the Night Owl, our Fantasy Sports Radio Network intern. He's going to be giving you his look at Game 1. We're going to get him on the record. Uh, a lot of stuff to talk about as we finally get to this NBA Finals. It feels like we have been waiting for this for almost a year. The regular season, nah, forget about it. The playoffs, nah, forget about it. Everybody has been waiting for the clash that starts tonight at Oracle. We are going to break it down into a fine little powder. What we do with that powder is put it on our bets. We shall see. I'm also going to give you my starting lineup. Listen, I've been hot recently, but like we do, we hold ourselves accountable. I was not on point yesterday. I will acknowledge it. We'll talk about that a little bit later on. And also, we gave you our rankings for the guards of the big three lead that's going to be kicking off next uh, later on this month here at the Barclays. Today, we give you our top five big men in the big three. We're coming out with those rankings. Me and Donnie Burns will give it to you a little bit later on in the show. But like I said, it is the NBA Finals kick, pick, tipping off tonight. And so our poll question has to do with that as well. And you can get that on at FNTSY Radio on Twitter or your boy Dane Martinez at Spittin' Speeds on Twitter. Here's the question. How will the trilogy end? How is this series going to go down? Call your shot and make your pick. Will it be Warriors in a relatively easy win in four or five games? Will it be the Warriors in a longer series, six or seven games? Will it be the Cavs in a short series, four or five games? Or will it be the Cavs in six or seven games like it was last year? Remember, our boy Donnie Burns says Cavs in six. We're going to get JP on the record. And your boy Speeds the Spitting Statistician makes his official call for the NBA Finals tonight on the Fantasy Freestyle. Come on right back after the break. We're going to talk Major League Baseball for a little while here on the Fantasy Freestyle on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Welcome back to the Fantasy Freestyle. It's your boy Dane Martinez holding you down on a Thursday evening, the first day of June, as we've moved the calendar into June, we are here live at Rockin' Riley Studio 34 in Midtown Manhattan. We got a little bit of a party going on tonight. Maybe people are getting ready for NBA Finals Game 1. That seems to be the big story out there right now. But I got to give you what you need to win that cash in Major League Baseball. Okay, news and notes. First of all, Justin Upton left last night's game with a quad strain running to third base. They call him day-to-day. Remember, with these muscles, um, you don't want to rush back 
too quickly because you can see, like, remember, case in point, Yoen is Cespedes, and then he's now missed a month, okay? And I say that because, interestingly enough, Giancarlo Stanton is back in the Marlins lineup tonight. Remember, he was day-to-day with that hamstring. I wonder if he's coming back too soon. If you need to know, you should go over to InjuryAdvisors.com. That's our people that will definitely give you what you need in terms of all of the injuries going on in Major League Baseball. Also, you see something new every day. I don't know if you guys saw this, but earlier today in the Mets game, there was a interesting play where Terry Collins ultimately got ejected. Okay, and what happened was there was a foul pop up, right? And uh, Wilma Flores was coming and was in position to make a catch. The ball boy was trying to get out of the way, bumped into Flores, bumped into the like the ball in his hand as he was trying to catch it. He wound up dropping the ball. At first, they called ball boy interference and called the batter out. Then they cuddled. The umps changed their call, ultimately to the correct call in the rule book. And um, even though the ball boy interfered, the fact that Wilma Flores dropped the ball means that he was still allowed to continue his at-bat. It was very interesting, and Terry Collins did, in fact, get ejected. Like I said, man, you keep watching this sport every day, day in and day out. You are going to see something new every day that you have not seen before. That certainly fit that bill. Also, earlier today, the Indians activated Corey Kluber to come back and start against the A's. He went six innings in his return, six scoreless innings, and he struck out ten. I think that's very important to note. Here's the other thing. That's interesting to note when it comes to the arms of the Cleveland Indians. Danny Salazar, I told you um, last week, is moving to the bullpen for Cleveland. He was uh, in in the ninth inning in relief of an 8 nothing game. They're trying to repurpose Danny Salazar. I have been long a fan of Tito Francona and the way he is using his bullpen. Remember last year in the playoffs using, using Andrew Miller in the high leverage situations for one, maybe two innings if need be? Imagine if they go to October this year and they still have Cody Allen at the back end and Andrew Miller, and they add a guy like Salazar to pitch the seventh and elongate that dominant bullpen. I think that's something you want to keep your eye on. Okay. Let's talk about last night, okay? Last night, I told you that I was going to fade Max Scherzer because I didn't know about the bad blood out there in San Francisco. And I told you that Jacob deGrom was the other way that I was going. Listen, I was wrong. All right, I was wrong. Uh, Scherzer had an incredible game, went a complete game, gave up only one run and struck out 11. Jacob DeGrom, on the other hand, only went four, gave up seven runs. But here's the lesson to be learned. The lesson to be learned is about accountability and the way you react, the way you react to hardship, okay? Because I'm over here the next day telling you I got it wrong. And what are other people in that building doing? Look at what Mr. Met was doing. Of course, you've seen it by now. There have been pictures that have surfaced of him flipping off a fan. That's no way for a mascot to act. But what it really is, is just the next thing in a long series of crazy things that have happened to the Mets this year between the Matt Harvey suspension, between the Syndergaard MRI and the Cespedes injury. Just another incident in what is a year to forget for the New York Metropolitans. I did, however, yesterday tell you about James Paxton as well. He threw five and a third scoreless innings in his return, getting you the win as the Mariners won 4 nothing. Listen, Tonight is a very, very uh, slim slate, shall we say. My man Tony Sincata used the word svelte to describe the action in Major League Baseball today. And I agree, there are only four games on the slate today. So if you're going to go in cash games, I think it's obvious. I think the chalk play is Zach Greinke. He's at 10,400 at the Marlins. Listen, the Marlins actually have the least 
walks in the entire National League with only 143 on the season. So the question is, will they be able to string hits together off the good stuff of Zach Greinke to form any rallies and score any runs? I don't think so. I think that's the reason that this is the lowest total on the board tonight. The over-under for this Diamondbacks-Marlins game is eight runs in total. Also, with, with Greinke, you're getting a decent park shift going from Arizona, which is more of a hitter's ballpark, this start is on the road at Miami, more of a pitcher's ballpark. I like that. He's also facing Jeff Locke. You may remember him in years past on the Pittsburgh Pirates. He's now on the Marlins, and he is making his season debut. I actually think this is an opportunity that righties could stack. You could stack up some Diamondback righties against Jeff Locke. That's also what Benny Riccardi thought back there in last hour here on the Fantasy Sports Network on the DFS lineup lock show. But as I mentioned, we are turning to June, so I want to um, you know look back and close out the month of May and tell you who my diamonds in the rough were for the month of May. And you know what's interesting? I was giving you a lot of these hitters. If you listen to the Fantasy Freestyle on a regular basis, and yo, you can listen to us live you know, here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network, on the Sports Byline Affiliates, on the American Forces Radio Network, but you could also get it on demand, okay, on that Fantasy Sports Radio Network app, or you could just subscribe on iTunes, on iHeartRadio, anywhere you get your podcast. This way you set it and forget it, and Speeds will give you what you need to win your leagues and win that cash. But if you are listening or if you are subscribed, right, you heard me talk about this. Okay, Mike Trout was the number one batter. In all of May, okay, 18 runs, 18 ribbies, hit nine home runs with a 1.281 OPS. But we know about that, right? He's owned in every league. Hopefully he will return from that thumb injury and be just fine. But here are some guys that may be available. And interestingly enough, I talked about many of them. First, Justin Bohr on the Marlins was rated third overall in fantasy baseball this month. I told you about him as a potential replacement for Freddie Freeman. He's still only 63% owned after hitting 11 home runs in the month of May with 21 ribbies. I gave you Justin Bohr weeks ago. Also, consider Brett Gardner. Brett Gardner is fifth on the player Raider for this month. He is only 73% owned. That means right now, if y'all are at the bar at happy hour, or if you're carpooling on the West Coast listening live on I-5 on the way home, stuck in traffic, if you're with three of your friends, one of you is in a league where you can get Brett Gardner. He was the fifth best player in the month of May. Also, a little bit further down though, having incredible Mays, 13, 14, and 15 on the offensive player Raider were guys I told you about. Logan Morrison, only 36% owned, 10 homers and 22 ribbies this month. I told you about Lomo, he's still only 30% owned. Remember... When I gave you these first base replacements for Freddie Freeman a few weeks back, I gave you Justin Bohr. Another guy I gave you in that episode was Justin Smoke of the Seattle Mariners. He is only 54% owned, coming off of May, where he scored 21 runs, knocked in 22 runs, and hit eight home runs. Another guy I'll give you, only 53% owned, another first baseman. We have been talking about him when it comes to launch angle and fly ball. And that is Yonder Alonso. Yonder hit 10 home runs in the month of May, is only 53% owned. If you are struggling at first base, one of these guys is available for you. Go to your waiver wire right now and pick them up. On the flip side, 
When we talk about pitchers, number one pitcher of the month of May was Max Scherzer. He had 60 strikeouts and 43 and two-thirds innings pitched. All that while getting five quality starts with a whip of 0.82. Let me tell you, though, if you listen to this show, you know about my guy on the Arizona Diamondbacks, Robbie Ray. I've been talking about Robbie Ray all of his starts. Robbie Ray was fourth best starting pitcher in the month of May. He... Had had 45 strikeouts in 38 innings, 0.91 whip. Maybe available, though, as a guy I told you about last week, Zach Godley. Zach Godley, only 44% owned still in Yahoo Leagues, had five quality starts and a whip just over one. I'm telling you. When I give you these diamonds in the rough, you need to go and check and see if they're available because they are helping you win your leagues and win that cash. All right. Yo, check it out. When we come back here on the Fantasy Freestyle, I got my man JP, the Night Owl, in town right now. We're going to talk a little bit about game one of the NBA Finals. We're going to have my official pick as well. We'll check in on that poll question. A whole lot more here on the Fantasy Freestyle on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network. It's your boy, Dane Martinez, a.k.a. Speeds, a.k.a. the Spittin' Statistician, holding myself accountable. We'll see if Mr. Met does the same thing. Come on back. We'll talk NBA Finals right now. Fantasy Freestyle. Ah! Welcome back to the Fantasy Freestyle here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. I'm your boy Speeds, the spitting statistician, holding you down. Remember, I just gave you some diamonds in the month of May. I mentioned Brett Gardner as someone who was only 73% owned, who was the fifth highest rated batter in all of fantasy baseball. Well, in the top of the first, the New York Yankees have scored four runs in Toronto. Brett Gardner leading off the game with a double, coming around to score as the Yankees put up four in the first in a battle of AL East teams in Toronto against the Blue Jays. Like I say, guys, you got to listen to your boy, Speeds the Spitting Statistician. I am giving you what you need to win your leagues and win that cash. You know, the other way you could do that is you can go to rotoexperts.com and get that exclusive edge in-season fantasy baseball package because it is your ultimate bench coach for the 2017 season. Stay ahead of the pack with our in-depth statistical breakdowns and trend analysis and player insights. Become a waiver wizard and learn how to scan the numbers like a roto scientist. We help you set the ideal lineups every week. And this season, you get a built-in fantasy training staff with our new injury advisor powered by InsideInjuries.com. For example, they would tell you if it is too big of of a risk for Giancarlo Stanton to be back so soon. But get the RotoExperts.com exclusive edge end season fantasy baseball package now and start soaring to the top of the standings. Also, if you enter promo code free radio at checkout, you get a special discount. That's what we do for you during the baseball season. And during the football season, it will be no different. We are going to be holding you down as we start to get into OTAs and training camp. We will certainly be giving you everything you need to get ready for the 2017 NFL season as well. For example, let me give you some news and notes around the NFL just today during OTAs. The Indianapolis Colts have signed running back Kristen Michael. This guy has been a fantasy darling for years, whether it's in Seattle or Green Bay. Everybody is willing to take a chance on this guy because of his athleticism. However, he has never truly delivered. We'll see if he could latch on there, maybe in a role backing up Frank Gore there. Also, remember, I tell you at OTAs, what do we get? The greatest shape of his life kind of 
stories, right? Well, Washington running back Rob Kelly, who last year was affectionately known as Fat Rob Kelly, has trimmed his body fat from 18 to 13%, and they are saying he is more explosive. Like I said, greatest shape of his life. Maybe he's hearing about the threat from Samaji Pirine, the rookie running back out of Oklahoma, and he's, uh, you know, taking it seriously, want to hold on to his job. Another greatest shape of his life story, Seahawks quarterback Russell Wilson, who I call dangerous. They say he feels 100%. He's ready to kind of scramble and move around again. Everybody was saying that he was off, had a bad year. He still wound up being a pretty decent fantasy quarterback. So Russell Wilson feeling good. However, you sometimes get stories that are the opposite of the greatest shape of his life stories, and those are the ones you got to worry about. For example, Carlos Hyde in San Francisco, they're saying he looks slow in OTAs. They're saying he also looks a little confused with the scheme they're now running in Kyle Shanahan's new offense. And I'm going to tell you something. This is a rule of thumb from your boy Speeds the Spitting Statistician. If there's a kind of like backfield by committee in the NFL or positional battles, stuff like that, always favor the pick of the new regime, Remember, the San Francisco 49ers have a new head coach in Kyle Shanahan and a new GM in John Lynch. They also traded up in the fourth round to get a running back out of Utah, Joe Williams. I've heard things about him at camp. His 4.4140 time was good. He had some baggage. Okay, he transferred. He even, like, retired in college. But Kyle Shanahan wanted this guy. They traded up to get him. That, to me, spells trouble for Carlos Hyde in San Francisco. We also have a trade in the NFL, and we don't usually get trades in the NFL, but the New York J-E-T-S Jets, Jets, Jets have traded their safety, Calvin Pryor, to the Browns for a former Jet linebacker, Demario Davis. Um, they're thinking Pryor could start out there in a safety role with Julius Peppers, who was drafted out of Michigan. But the thing is, remember the Jets drafted Safeties with their first and second round pick. They were looking for that flexibility. Pryor was really a quote-unquote strong safety, a box safety. His nickname at school and college was the Louisville Slugger. You know, so um, he had that role, and it looks like Todd Bowles is looking for more playmaking and more flexibility out of his safety. So there's your news and notes from the NFL. I think it's time we get into this NBA Finals with my man, the Night Owl, JP, holding us down here all summer long for the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. JP, I want to talk a little bit NBA Finals with you, but first things first, okay? Um, Donnie Burns picked Cavs in six as his NBA prediction. Can I get you on the record, Night Owl? I want to get your prediction. We're going to go my prediction. Then we're going to talk, get your insight on a couple of questions I have here going into the NBA Finals. Can I first, let's cut right down to brass tacks. What is your prediction for the NBA Finals? I believe the Warriors take it in six games. And Warriors in six. How interesting that that is your pick, JP. Because listen, right now we got that poll question, remember, up on the FNTSY Twitter um, handle. Also, you can always follow me on Twitter, at Spittin' Speeds. I got that poll question up right now. Check this out, JP. 28% have Warriors in four or five. 22% have what you say, Warriors in six or seven. Now, I didn't major in math in college, but if I took 28% and 22%, what would that equal, JP? 
You got 50% there, That right? would equal 50%. So right now, 50% of the people are ultimately picking the Warriors, and that means 50% of the people are ultimately picking the Cavs. 14% say in four or five games. 36% say in six or seven games. And I got to tell you, Night Owl, I'm going solidarity with you. I think it is the Golden State Warriors in six games. I think they are going to win the championship on the floor of Cleveland, returning the favor because there is bad blood in this series. This trilogy is definitely become, you know, some shots fired, some some smack talk back and forth. I got to tell you, though, tonight's game. There's some places to win some cash. The over-under on tonight's game is a historic high. It is sitting right now at 226 for an over-under. And JP, check this out. Game 7 of the NBA Finals last year, same two teams, had an over-under of like 204. It is 20 points higher than even Game 7 with these two teams. This is ridiculous in my opinion. I say take the under in this game. In Game 1, especially in the first half, I could see these teams kind of feeling each other out. And I don't think the Vegas number right now takes into consideration the fact that the Warriors' defense is actually in Incredible and smart on rotations, things of that nature. I like the under in this game. I'm fading the public on this one. JP, what say you? I definitely have to go with the under there, too. I think a lot of that comes from the, the BPI numbers that they're using that predict the finals in Vegas, uh-huh. which is 93 or 94% towards the Warriors. And I think they're taking the regular season way too much into account when it comes to these numbers. Sure. I mean, they faced each other, remember, on Christmas Day. I think the la- in the regular season, both times they played each other, it did, in fact, go under the number. So, listen, if you want to win a little bit of cash, I just hollered at my man, throw a couple of shekels on the under for tonight myself. Let me ask you this, though, JP. As you know, we have been waiting for this for a long time, metaphorically, almost for a year, right? But literally, since, you know, the Warriors swept the Spurs, and since the Cavs closed out the Seas probably a good week and a half ago, who do you think the rest helps more? I would actually say I think the rest helps the Cleveland Cavaliers more, and here's why. When you are a you know shooting team like the Golden State Warriors are, and if you're kind of in a flow, you want to keep that going, right? So I think the momentum and the flow and like staying hot as a shooter can help the Golden State Warriors, and the rest would impact that. Whereas LeBron and and Cleveland, they I know they love to pace it up a little bit, but we were talking about it with Don yesterday. They're going to be the ones, if anybody, that slows it down. They are the team, if any, that is more physical, that would play more bully ball. So I think with that physical style of play, the rest helps Cleveland a little bit more. What do you think about that? The only reason I would say the Warriors is because, you know, you heard a bit about uh, Andre Guadalla's ankle coming out right. of that last series. Okay. And he's going to be on LeBron James a lot. And you definitely want your best defender on the best player in the league at top condition. I agree with that. That makes good sense. You know, you do want to have be 100%, especially with a guy who in the past literally won an MVP in the finals two years ago for his ability to guard LeBron James, you know, if anybody can. Here's one other thing I want to ask you, JP. Um, What's the impact of Steve Kerr? coaching or not coaching we've been talking about this all playoffs long like will it ever matter that Steve Kerr is not on the sidelines now they say he might be at some point of the series he will be with the team maybe in the locker room just not on the bench what do you think that has to do is that an adjustment for the Warriors to adjust to different coaches and different coaching styles potentially in the midst of this playoff run I would definitely say that's a that's a big deal because I mean 
a lot of this stuff that goes on is a mental battle, especially in the finals where the stakes are at their highest. These calls are huge. Split-second moves, just even inbound plays. Like Those are going to be huge this whole series. Absolutely. I agree with you. We saw the impact of Steve Kerr addressing the team in Game 1 of the Western Conference Finals against the San Antonio Spurs. It might have been that, or it might have been Kawhi Leonard going down for the rest of the season. Eh, call it what you want. Let me ask you this, though. We have you on the record. Warriors in six. Speeds is also on the record. Warriors in six. I know my man Donnie Burns is there. We're going to talk to him after the break about the big three and other things. What I need you to do, though, JP, is I need you to look him in his eye and see if he wants to have a little action because you and me both say Warriors in six. He's got Cavs in six. We got to find out if he wants to make it interesting at all. You think he wants to uh, you think he wants to uh, wager a couple of shekels on it? I think he does. Oh, Yo, he's really? saying yes. He's behind me saying yes. Oh, right okay, okay. Let's get it. That sounds interesting. When my man Donnie Burns is back after the break, I'm going to have to push him a little bit on that. We shall see. And just so you know, it has just changed. Warriors are now totaling 49% of the vote. Cavs are totaling 51 I think this is going to go back and forth. We'll check in on that as well here in the Fantasy Freestyle on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. When we come back, I got my man, the love doctor, back in the building. We're going to talk big men of the Big Three League, all that and more. So come on back, including our sports byline affiliates. Big shout out to you. It's your boy, Dane Martinez, speeds and spitting statistician here on the Fantasy Freestyle on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Welcome back to the Fantasy Freestyle here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Your boy Speeds, the spitting statistician, Dane Martinez, holding you down. As we get ready for Game 1 of the NBA Finals, I am rejoined by my man, the love doctor, Donnie Burns. So I made it official. I made it official, Donnie Burns. I'm going dubs in six. It sounds like you, want, you might want some action, though. Oh, yeah, I'll take some of that wager. Like I said, I'm going to stand by this Cavs in six. Um, okay. A lot of people even mention, you know, if this series ends up going seven games, a lot of those people that have the Warriors right now will, in fact, switch the Cavs. So, nah, nah, I cannot see LeBron two years yeah. in a row winning a game seven in Oracle. Listen, LeBron put up superhuman efforts last year, okay? He really was absolutely almost at the pinnacle of what he's doing. I know this playoff has also been at peak LeBron, but remember, that was also Draymond Green suspended, Andrew Bogut hurt, and oh yeah, they had Harrison Barnes in the corner trying to shoot threes, not Kevin Durant. Yeah, well, here's the thing. The, uh, you know, kind of the excuses and stuff that me and you come up with nowadays with <laughs> analyzing this stuff. No, I just kind of want to mention that it's not really fair to teams like the Clippers who are always injured and we always give them, you know, crap sure. for not showing up. That's an injury-prone team, so, right, you know, we shall LeBron see. showing up when his team was injured, I, I just feel like All this right. year... Listen, if Draymond gets suspended again, I'll call him suspension-prone, but if Zaza <laughs> sneaks it, under, under somebody... suspension-prone. All right, we'll see, we'll see. Like I said, I have the dubs in six games. 22% of our voters agree with me. You have the Cavs in six games. 37% of our audience agrees with you. We're going to have to come up with some stakes for this one, Donnie. Burns and uh, make it official. Listen, though, 
You know what we have been doing. We have been covering not only NBA basketball, but we have also been talking big three basketball lately. Yesterday, we gave you our rankings of our top guards and wings. I think we had Chauncey Billups, Mr. Big Shot at the top of that list. Today, we go a little bit into the big men of the big three. Let me ask you... um, Do you think, though, in general, Don, the production in this league is going to come from inside? I don't. I think the big men are going to be less of a story than these guys that are going to kind of want to be a little bit fancy, show how they could drive to the hole and still put up buckets. I think the big men are going to have a much smaller role in this format. You know, I kind of agree with you. The one big man I would say that we did rank, however... Uh, very high. He might have actually been number one. Corey Maggette, he is. He was a scorer throughout his career. He, a- he ended his career with averaging around 16 points. So other than that, I agree with you. I feel like the guards will be scoring the most, especially the two guards we talked about yesterday. But, I mean, if you're going to see some... I guess point scoring from a big would be Corey Maggette. All right, so we'll get into where he fits in our rankings. Uh, spoiler alert, he is in our top five. But, yo, we also talked about the level of competition and the smack talk going on. And two of, big, of the big men in this league are going at it on social media. Mike Sweetney and Jerome Williams, also known as the Junkyard Dog. Interesting, both of them went to Georgetown and are alumni, likely friends as well. But listen, so what happened was Mike Sweetney kind of put up a picture, I think it was on Instagram, of Jerome Williams getting dunked on by Carmelo Anthony. And so Jerome Williams has his response. Let's play that now, Donnie. Dad, Mike Sweeney posted that you got dunked on by Carmelo. What? Are you serious right now? Yeah. Man, come on over here. Come here right quick. Let me show you something real quick. Look, we're going to label this the big three, and we're going to draw up a play called Mike Sweeney. All right? Mike Sweeney, we're going to take these X's and O's, three on three. I'm going to go to back cut this way. It's going to be a live right over the top. And guess who we're going to get dunked on? My former Hoya friend. Hey, look at me. My former Hoya friend. Wake up. Because guess what? Carmelo never dunked on the dog pound. I caught him in the air. Okay, okay, okay. So like you see, yo, there's some intensity. These guys are going back and forth. But to our point, I want to tell you guys before, like the way this is structured, I think the points are going to come from the outside. But Mike Sweetney... Jerome Williams, these guys were in our second tier of big men. The number five big men as ranked by Speeds and Don. And I got to say for this one, this was really all Speeds. I'm riding with this guy. I have faith in this guy to reclaim the narrative about his professional career. Number five in the big men, in my opinion, former number one overall pick, Kwame Brown. And let me tell you why. Let me tell you why. Let me tell you why, Donnie. Okay, I know you're down on Kwame Brown. But look at the three-headed monsters roster. The three-headed monsters is a team that you and I both like overall. He is the only big man on that roster. The rest of the roster, Rashard Lewis, Jason Williams, Mahmoud Abdul-Raouf, and Eddie Batson. These are all wings or guards. This is the only guy. He is going to stay on the court. I think he's younger than a lot of players. Remember, he was drafted straight out of high school. He's a little bit younger. He's the only guy. He's not going to split time and come off the court. I think Kwame Brown will produce in this league, Donnie. Now, in terms of producing, where do you think his production is going to come? Rebounding. Rebounding. Okay. Uh, I think he will be the leading rebounder of the big three this season. All five and a half of his uh, career rebounds? Yo, 
put it on the board right now. I hope the night owl JP is yeah, tracking all this right stuff. Okay, we got Dubs in six, Cavs in six. I'm telling you right now, Kwame Brown will be the leading rebounder in the big three thing. league. That's I'm t- yo, hot take. take. Clip it, JP. That's what I'm talking about. Because listen, you know, two of the other guys that we have in our top five. Donnie, and we can go there right now. Two of the guys we have there are on the trilogy. Kenyon Martin and Al Harrington. Now, don't get me wrong. These guys have a much better pedigree in the NBA than a guy like Kwame Brown, but they're going to both be rebounding. They're going to both be doing the banging inside. So they're going to, you know, cancel each other out a little bit when we talk about fantasy value. How would you have Al Harrington and Kenyon Martin uh, on the trilogy? Or what kind of team do you think that makes the trilogy, Don? Well, no, see, Al Harrington is one of my favorite players. Other than maybe Rashard Lewis, he probably is my favorite player. Um you know, on the Wizards, I, I remember on the Wizards, he was a decent scorer. He was always a good scorer throughout his career. He was a bigger guy, like I mentioned yesterday. Uh, you know, Richard reminding me of like a Jamal Crawford now getting his shot how he wants. If that's if there's a big that's going to also get his shot, it's going to be Al Harrington. He did play for like eight teams in his career, but he was a good scorer and. Um, you know, that's why he's fairly high on our list. So. No doubt, no doubt. Um, also in our top five, another big man. You talk about a big man who could step outside a little bit and score a little bit. That is the big man of the Tri-State. And he is the captain of that team. I'm talking about Jermaine O'Neal. What do you think? We have him in our top five big men as well. And similarly, you know, when you talk about the Tri-State, they have other guards. They're other big, you know, they have other guards like a Bonzi Wells, you know, things like that. So um, you think Jermaine O'Neal might uh, be able to do work for Tri-State in this league? Yeah, so the same way you kind of have Kwame Brown is, I guess, your aggressive Yeah, that's right, guy. I do. That's right, I do. Jermaine O'Neal is going to be my rebound guy. Um, you know, averaging you know a little over eight, eight rebounds for his career uh, per game. He was very gritty, if you remember him on the Pacers. So, I, he he's probably my pick for the leading rebounder. I guess. Better than Kwame Brown. You got Jermaine O'Neal as the leading rebounder. Yeah. I have Kwame Brown. I think you need to give me odds if you want to know the truth, but I will take it. I think I need I will to give you a lot anyway. of money if you win. I will take it anyway. Yo, you heard that, JP. We got to mark that down. Kwame Brown, leading rebounder of the big three. And both of us have as our number one big in the league. You're right. This is a guy who could slash, who could score, but is still technically a big, in my opinion, in our category rankings, representing the power. No, it is not Jerome Williams, who is the uh, subject of that you know video we played earlier on it is your man Corey, Corey McGetty I've seen people that have actually um, actually if you want to know the truth Allen Iverson who will be representing Three's company has actually picked Corey McGetty to be the MVP of this league I actually I really like that and, uh, you know we were kind of on the same page with this one um, like we mentioned yesterday there's a lot of social media Instagram Twitter where you could check these things Corey McGetty looks like he's still in great shape he was always a good scorer he was a power forward that could step out into shooting guard positions um, he, he honestly he's one of my I remember using him in 2k that's, oh, okay, so that. that's part so of the that's rationale. My, that was my guy. That man. is m- millennial rationale if I have ever <laughs> seen it. I remember guy. playing with him. Nah, see, no I wasn't going to throw that in, but I'm not no going to lie either. All right, yo, I'm not mad at you, though. I'm not mad at you. Listen, Big 3 will get kicked off later on this month at the Barclays Center, June 25th. It's going to be great, you know, the barnstorming tour where they'll have four games. All eight teams will be there. Donnie Burns and Speed the Spitting Statistician, we're going to try and be there as well to give you everything 
everything you need covering that. Let's keep it moving, though, here as we put the fun in functional sports radio. I talked about how last night Mr. Met flipped off the Mets fans, and there is a lot of trolling going on. But interestingly enough, Don, the trolling is happening from other mascots. Check this out. Um, the Diamondbacks mascot had something to say to Mr. Met on Twitter a little bit uh, earlier today. The Diamondbacks mascot, Baxter the Bobcat, showed uh, himself doing a flip into the pool that they have out there in Arizona, says this is the right way to flip things off in Major League Baseball. That's a little crazy. And then also, check this out. The Giants mascot, a guy named Lucille. I guess maybe, I don't know, Lucille. It's Seal, right? Put up a picture of Lucille with Mrs. Met and said to Mr. Met, hey, calm down. It was just one kiss. That is, I think that is like high-level mascot trolling. What do you think about that, Donnie? Here's the funniest thing to me, Dane, at least, is... The replays they show of Mr. Met flipping the people off, yeah. they blur out his foam fingers. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair <laughs> That's enough. That's honestly the funniest part. Fair of enough. I, I, I like that, too. And I have another one. I have another question for you. Could it actually truly be his middle finger if you look close enough? I don't know. I don't know if there's no, three or four but fingers. Mr. Matt has four fingers. Yeah, okay. He so. has four fingers. Trust me. I realized this in the gifts that I was looking at when I wanted they to really put it on, it out, on Twitter. Right. They blur it out. And it's not his middle finger. He's only got four fingers. Technically, it's not a middle finger. But I digress. Mr. Matt. <laughs> Continuing to done. be absolutely getting it done to go, my man Tony Sincata. You can listen to the DFS lineup lock show, by the way, six to seven p.m. every day here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. I just want to bring up one more story before we go to break and tie a nice, neat little bow on this episode of Fantasy Freestyle. We were talking a few weeks ago how remember Jeb Bush and Derek Jeter have like joined forces on a bid to potentially buy the Miami Marlins. Well, they have split. Okay, this is not going to happen anymore. Jeb Bush, former governor of Florida, has pulled out of the deal. He was supposed to be in the group with Jeter. He pulled out because he wanted controlling interest, but he wasn't ready to pony up enough skin in the game. So instead, he's leaving this group. They don't know if that group is going to continue with their bid. It sounds like Derek Jeter may look to join another bid that now has Tag Romney, who is Mitt Romney's son. Also, former Met, former Brave Tom Glavin in another group. And no matter what happens, Jeffrey Lawyer is going to make bank on this deal. Okay, He bought the Marlins for $158.5 million in 2002. Both this you know, Jeter group and like the Romney group, they are bidding $1.3 billion for the right to potentially buy the Miami Marlins. So, I mean, you know... That's uh, that's like good value if you can get it. It's also good value if you're going to do things like bet the Warriors in six. It's also good value if you're going to do things like, you know, I bet I could get good odds on Kwame Brown leading the big three in rebounding, but that's what we do here. Speeds the spitting statistician. Derek Jeter looking to buy... The Miami Marlins. All right, check this out. Let's go back to our poll as we get ready for game one of the NBA Finals. Right now, 28% of you have the Warriors in four or five. 21% say the dubs in six or seven, like your boy Speeds, the spitting statistician, like JP. But that only adds up to 49%. 51% agree with you on some way, shape, or form, Don, thinking that the Cavaliers will ultimately be back to back NBA champions and really cement 
cementing LeBron James's legacy potentially as the greatest player of all time. The finals kick off in about an hour, hour and a half. Tomorrow we're definitely going to cover it. And all next week, I know Donnie Burns and Speeds the Spitting Statistician will be breaking it down. Come on back. We'll tie a nice, neat little bow on this episode of the Fantasy Freestyle. It's your boy Dane Martinez, Fantasy Freestyle, here on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Welcome back to the Fantasy Freestyle. It's your boy Dane Martinez, Speeds the Spitting Statistician, holding you down with my man Donnie Burns on the ones and twos. So hot that we sweat steam. Check it out. Around the league real quick. We got some scores live right now. The Orioles have jumped out to a 2-1 lead on the Boston Red Sox in the bottom of the third in Baltimore. Mark Trumbo with his eighth home run of the season. Marlins up on the Diamondbacks, 2-0 in Miami. Up on who I mentioned before, Zach Greinke. Um, and that is in the top of the fourth. And the Yankees have added another run. They are now up 5 nothing on the Blue Jays in the top of the third. Gary Sanchez added to the party with his fifth home run of the season. I got to tell you right now, in, on my Twitter timeline, I am getting uh, messages. It goes down in the DM, if you want to know the truth. I am getting messages showing me that um, the Royals mascot apparently did something with Mrs. Met. The Indians mascot apparently took pictures with Mrs. Met. The White Sox mascot apparently all took pictures with Mrs. Met and are continuing to troll Mr. Met after his actions of last night. So, uh, you know, mascot drama abounds in Major League Baseball. Up next, though, on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network, I believe we have Tout Wars, right, Donnie Burns? It sounds like we're going to have Tout Wars coming up here at 8 p.m. on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. I'm sure they're going to get into who might be the new top player on the Player Raider. Remember, it's going to be Bryce Harper suspended for three games, serving his suspension. And we also have Mike Trout missing six to eight weeks. But the guys on Tout Wars are going to be holding you down with what you need in fantasy baseball. And, of course, Game 1 of the NBA Finals. I am on the under today. I think it is inflated line. It is up to 200. 126 as the over-under. I am taking the under. I think in game one, they're going to feel each other out a little bit. Remember, they have also been off for eight or nine days. We might see some sloppiness. And don't forget, Golden State Warriors defense is something that the Cleveland Cavaliers have not had to deal with in the Eastern Conference. Give me the under in Game 1 and give me the Golden State Warriors to win the NBA Finals in six games on the court of the Cleveland Cavaliers returning the favor when the Cavs won it on Golden State's floor last year. That's the way it's going to go down. Mark it down. I'm telling you. Listen to me. You win that cash. Donnie Burns should listen to me, too. We'll see. Tune in tomorrow for the Fantasy Freestyle here on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Peace.